0: Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then, listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body, and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your earholes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Before we hop into this awesome episode, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my six-month accredited program, Ayurveda Alchemist, which will certify you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. Ayurveda Alchemist is for those women who are ready to get started with a career in Ayurveda, to have more income, more fulfillment, and more time to do the things that light you up. This six-month program consists of 10 live lectures, fortnightly additional live Q&A support to keep you going, daily support inside the VIP Facebook community, two guest experts to help enhance your learning and help position your new business for success. All of this and more will be available through the online portal that can be downloaded as an app so that you can take your course with you in your pocket wherever you go. As a rose gold VIP, you will also get a 30-minute coaching call with myself. Spots are limited and we start on the 26th of August. To grab your spot today, head to HarmonyInspiredHealth.com.au. I can't wait to welcome you to Ayurveda Alchemist. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Harmony, your podcast host, and also welcome to everybody who is streaming in live from the Ayurvedic Soul Sisters tribe. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, and that is Donna Rose Oh, I don't even. <laughs> I practiced. Macanini.
1: Macanini is the last name, but we'll let's stay with Donna Rose. Macanini.
0: Yeah. I did practice it. We just went over, and then I went Blake. Donna Rose Macanini, and she's going to be talking to us about the Feldenkrais method for pelvic floor health, which is super important for all women. <laughs> Uh, Donna Rose is a Certified uh, Feldenkrais Practitioner and Therapeutic Clinical Masseuse with over 30 years' experience. So before we get started, I would love to welcome Donna to the podcast and to our live stream and ask her our rapid inspiration questions. So welcome, Donna Rose. Thanks. Thank
1: you, Harmony. Thank you for the welcome and the introduction. And... um yeah I'm really happy to be here really honored and feel privileged to be part of your soul sister tribe
0: Ah, thank you amazing we feel very privileged to have you as well so thank you so i do start all of the episodes off with the rapid inspiration questions and the first one is can you inspire us with what your superpower is <laughs>
1: Uh, Wait, I I love these questions. I was so excited to see this uh, flow sheet come through. So, um, and I sat back on that one. I went, hmm, hmm, my superpower as well. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And and I actually often think that sometimes it's somebody else that tells you, oh, you were really good at that. And and then you have to go back and go, oh, I didn't. I I just did that. I didn't know I was really good at that or exceptional. However, if I, um, if I sat back and I wanted to review my life in full and whole and and recognize something, I'd actually land on the word adaptability that, you know, and, and, and how relevant is it for us right and here and now? Absolutely. It's not about just pivoting. It's about folding and bending and adapting and, and changing and morphing and creating. And so, um, I find that um, that word is actually empowering as well because um, my mother used to have this great quote she used to sort of say there's one thing certain in life and that's change and so we grew up in a very um, changeable environment and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later but yeah adaptability would I think would be a good superpower
0: absolutely yeah and like you said especially now I think those who can adapt um, obviously have been able to move through this um, point in time with uh, a lot less, I wouldn't say confusion, but just a lot um, less, I guess, stigma associated with it all and feeling that they're held down or their wings have been clipped. I know I felt mm-hmm. a little bit like that at the start of COVID, like, you know, with all the restrictions, I felt my mm-hmm. wings weren't clipped and I'm like, I just have to, yeah, basically be um, privy to the what's happening and adapt to it. Yeah. And like your mom says, I do always say change is inevitable. So this has been a really great lesson for us all to um, become a, a lot more adaptable in our own lives.
1: Mm, mm, mm. And um, this adaptability, I think it, it's, it's, it's the, a blend of being really present to know exactly what's going on present for you mm. and the a blend with learning. Okay, let's be aware, let's be open to take in new information because we can't adapt to something till we learn and understand. And then it also does this thing about expanding our awareness. We just Mm. can't adapt into our little own box all the time. We actually have to be continuously able to uh, grow into the environment that we are in. And, you know, so it's it's a constant two way street. And there's so much in being the sense of feeling the sense and finding your adaptability. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and yeah, through change, there is growth. So, yeah, absolutely. And so what's your favorite quote or mantra?
1: Well, I am I am a dead set devotee of over 30 years to the work of um, Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais, which uh, the name of the method has been um, named after. So I'll tell you a lot more about that. But one of the most important things I have learned to gather from that is just quite simply this, that slowing down to attend to the more clear sensory details of your experience gives you the tools to explore the space between intention and action. Mm. And just that that leads, that really marries adaptability too, doesn't it? That you, you've got to be in a place quiet, still enough, moment yes. present enough to know what is going on, what's the intention what is the action I'm going to take?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I really like that. I'll, I'm just pondering over that for a moment because it it's it's great. It is deep. It's definitely yeah the space between intention and action. I really like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I think yeah. um, Viktor Frankl was um the uh, philosopher and um he's just a, a um had a beautiful a beautiful saying. Um, I'm just pulling it up because um. I don't want to misquote him, but he says between stimulus and response, there's a space and yeah. that space is our power to choose our response and mm-hmm. our response lies our growth and our freedom. Yes. That is so
0: true and so applicable for right now. I think we should all have that pinned up on our wall. <laughs>
1: mm, yes. He was, uh, just Just by the way, Viktor Frankl was um, an Austrian Holocaust survivor. He was a neurologist, yeah. a psychiatrist, and he went on to uh, create a, quite a, a developed school of psychotherapy. And um,
0: Did I he think- write the book um, a Man's Meaning or... I think, um, so. I, think yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think my husband's yeah. reading that right now, actually, and he's always going on about, like, the content, how amazing it is, and the, I've got to read it after him. Yeah, yes. that's why it sounds yeah. so familiar. Oh, a Man's cool. Search for Meaning, it's called.
1: Yeah. But, yes, correct. That's the yes. one. That's the one. Yes. So yeah. he, uh, and, you, and you think about, gosh, what was going on in his life as a Holocaust survivor, and oh. to be able to come out with a, something so poignant and meaningful mm. and not despondent.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yes and well he's leading on to the next question or saying he's <laughs> a very very inspirational being yeah. <laughs> but at the moment is there anyone else who is inspiring you at the moment or some something it doesn't even have to be a person but something that's inspiring you at the moment
1: well my current focus of the past several years has actually been in understanding babies how babies move how babies learn how, how do they come into this world so truly helpless mm. with, with a couple of reflexes and a minimal functional activity, sucking, they can suck mostly, most, most healthy babies. But this beautiful thing that they discover their environment, they, they just explore, they, they're um, beautiful, beautiful in-depth research is now available about how much information they actually take in at very early ages. And you know, the, the, it's remarkable because we don't anticipate babies having a language to share or movements to make or abilities to make decisions. And yet the research is telling us now that they have a very high-end ability in their communications and that we have to slow down to observe this and this, really? this, this slowness, this babies don't rush. Babies do things quickly when they're able to do things quickly and confidently but they don't rush to do anything and so this quality of they're really in sensory attention
0: mm, mm. absolutely that's great yeah. i would think that um, research would be really interesting to read actually
1: well if, if any of the listeners are here and if they have netflix netflix yes. has produced um a simple series called babies and each segment it is has different scientists explaining all of these developmental qualities of a baby and i think i just watched the series i can't remember if there was eight nine or ten But it was not science heavy, it was science fascinating for just us average neuromodials without PhDs and science degrees. But fascinating, absolutely beautiful to understand the depths of what a baby really truly understands in the first year of his life.
0: Amazing. Well, I've just written myself a note, babies on Netflix. I'm going to
1: find it. You'll love it. (laughs) Oh,
0: Great. And so what does an inspired life look like to you or feel like to you?
1: Well, it can look like a lot of things. I was thinking it could look like me lying on the yoga floor, staring up at the ceiling and feeling inspired, or it could look like me in the midst of my work that I love working with adults with movement concerns or babies or children, or, you know, the walk on the beach. But I think because it can look like anything, um, it's what it feels like to me. I'm a mm-hmm. deeply, um, I'm you know, feeling and sensing questions really speak to me. So I'm, um, I am. Um, I think it feels like this beautiful blend of sort of um, awe and joyful anticipation. You know, the quiet moment awe of a sunrise, a sunset, the birth of life, be it a plant, an animal, or a, or a child, um, and anticipation of kind of like oh, I've never had this experience before, isn't this amazing? So this lovely blend of take my breath away and get excited for something new. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, if I can find that, that's inspiration. And you know, sometimes I do it when I'm cooking a new recipe or I'm working with a new client or I'm uh, having a drive in a new location that feels inspiring. So I love the feeling of it rather than the look of it.
0: Absolutely, I love that. Yeah, so, good. so we'll get into the juicy stuff all about this um, Feldenkrais method because I'm really interested to learn a lot from you today and before we do though I would love for you to tell our audience of your journey of how you came to do what you do today and where you found the Feldenkrais method.
1: Right well thank you um yeah, life stories are wonderful, but I um I was um I had I'm an adventurous soul, so I wound up in Australia. Not born and raised in Australia, it might be noticeable by the sound of my voice, but I um I wound up here kind of young in my early twenties, and um, having explored um, a lot of uh, subjects in humanities, and and uh, liberal arts when I was in my college in America. Um, and took I took up massage work as a hobby so I, I took up it was you know 40 years ago <laughs> so it was just a gentle kind of interest kind of a, a sideline thought and then um when I came to Australia I was traveling around I um I made friends with some beautiful people who owned a health clinic and they they were actually massage therapists and I explained my interest we did some work exchange.
0: just lost you. No.
1: (laughs) So my experience came with um, actually attending regular Feldenkrais movement classes, which kind of look like a yoga class that, you know, we're going to have Time on the floor. We're going to have some movement. We're going to have some information. It probably moves at the pace of and the elegance of Tai Chi, so it's kind of you know looks like Tai Chi or moves like Tai Chi. Looks maybe looks like yoga, but the material was a very different different body of work. Having done both Tai Chi and yoga by then, uh, and it's a it was a body of inquiry that kept inviting me to ask questions about my experience as opposed to sort of do this shape or make it look like this or make it, you know, watch me and follow me. It was uh, um, an auditory process of, if you move like this, can you notice what it is that you feel in your breathing and your ability to push the floor, lift from the floor, roll on the floor. So we began in what seemed like unusual movements. And as I went through this series of classes, each day, each time I finished class, I got up and I felt better and better, more whole in my body, more comfortable. By then, I'd been running a, a massage clinic for quite a few years, and I was a little bit sore and achy. Muscles hurt, you know, joints were tight. I'd been working quite hard for um, a number of years, and I found that after these classes, I didn't hurt. Nothing ached. I I floated. I got through my week's worth of work without going oh, you know, uh, pain. So I um. That, that really piqued my interest of how, how does simple little movements do this? And what I learned was it wasn't so much the movement, but it was the attention you give to it. The, the way you think about your sensory experience, how you go about organizing the most comfortable, pleasant experience as opposed to the demand of the stretch or the pull or the push or the hoik. Or heft. So I, um, I, I was kind of in this um, cognitive seduction. You know, how did this happen? You know, that lovely chocolate commercial here in Australia. How does that happen? <laughs> so I, um, I, I, that was my introduction. Now, probably my curiosity is, that, and, and it goes right back to the adaptability where I talked about my mother. Is we, I grew up moving around the world. You know, I had a I had a really amazing, blessed, fortunate life. And quite simply, my father was in the defense force of the United States, and so, um, and I being my age, I'm one of six children in the middle, and so I was at the peak of his career. So we uh, we moved a lot, new houses, new new cities, mm-hmm. new neighborhoods, new countries, new continents. So it, it was part gypsy, part chameleon, part creative inventor and um, I think this is where I grew to understand adaptability and um, inspired by my mother who raised six kids and moved around the world. Yeah, okay. yep. new house, <laughs> new country, <laughs> new continent.
0: <laughs> wow, six kids traveling and just moving all the time. Yeah, wow, yeah. that would be hectic. <laughs>
1: it, was, it was hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: my my eighteen years of living at home was in my parents' peak. So they didn't do as much for the children before them. They didn't as much as the children after them. But I I kind of rode this kind of this wave of of difference. And so at at um, quite a young age. I had an opportunity to come to Australia, and I just went, sure, why not?
0: I'll do that. <laughs> Yay, Major and here movement. you are. <laughs> here I
1: am. So, I, and I truly fell in love with this beautiful country. I fell in love, with oh. amazing people, the amazing environment, the, the just the the, uh, the generosity of this this nation is still still um, pulls my heart. So I stayed here. I um, and here I am, happily married, okay. raising kids. Oh, my okay. kids are raised actually by now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we are very lucky. It is is a very beautiful country and I think you appreciate it every time you go away and then you come back and you just, yeah, you're in awe of and just, yeah, how lucky we are to live in this beautiful country but also just with everything that's going on in the world right now, like we're in our own sort of little bubble and I don't think some of us don't really appreciate how good we've got it here.
1: yeah I I will not condemn or complain because it is it's very fortunate very fortunate life and very grateful each and every day yeah
0: absolutely now when you were going through that wonderful story it did freeze a little bit on my end and I have no idea why did it freeze for you
1: I think your image was frozen but um yeah. yeah
0: All right. Well, I, yeah, hopefully, um, it all comes out in the audio, but if not, I just wanted to go back a little bit and talk more about, because it was just before you started telling us about, um, how you felt in the the classes of the Feldenkrais method classes. So if you could just go and explain what the Feldenkrais method is, um, again, sure. Yeah, sure. Amazing.
1: Well, what the Feldenkrais method feels like, there's two ways. We, we work with people one-to-one and it's quite often a hands-on but sometimes there's a combination of hands-on and verbal information. Mm-hmm. Um, the other way is a group class mm-hmm. and, um, or, and I run workshops and the pelvic floor workshop is one of the most popular um, programs that we offer. Um, so it, it's, it's meant to be a, a non-dem- non-demanding and relaxed environment so that we get to the chance to kind of um, explore your experience of what the, the action is. So one of the classes that I went to, they were just general movement-based for stiff sore bodies, tired, stiff necks, sore shoulders, um, fatigue or pain that just couldn't get resolved no matter how much massaging you gave or how much heat and love you gave it. So the, the, the exploration was m- moving Um, generally on the floor. So lying down and making very small movements to explore how you shift your weight, how much effort's needed, what parts of your body are fully engaged, what parts can maybe be relaxed, released, have less stress and tension. And you begin to, these movements are much like an infant's and a baby's. They start to map out the, where is my body? Do I know the difference between my right shoulder and my right shoulder blade? My ribs on my right, my right arm. And when I go to shift or roll my body or turn my body to the right, is it just because I have to force something on the right or is there something more cooperative throughout myself, my left, my spine, my head? So you, we slowly kind of um, deconstruct a simple movement, whereas yoga might take you through a multiple series of asanas or postures. Mm-hmm. Feldenkrais movement might just be one movement, but we're going to deconstruct it and rebuild it until you have something kind of really light, comfortable, easy, full. And um, the experience at the end is, is, a, is a release of um, tension that you didn't know you were holding and a recognition of what's, what can really support me without extra effort.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah benefits can be that people feel uh, a lighter, easier, upright posture with less effort pain goes away, stiffness goes away, range of movement often increases, quality of the breathing, um, you know, softer. Um, we, we start to introduce what we call sort of self-regulation skills. Mm-hmm. So that when, when we do know when we're raising an anxiety and something might happen, you know, um, I know when I get really anxious, I drop things. I might pick up the keys and drop them about five times. And, yeah. I might reach yeah. for my bottle of water and I knock it over rather than get it. So my, my anxiety sort of gets in my way of accomplishing a simple task because I, a real, it's my real key that goes, whoops, I'm, I've raised my tension somewhere. So if I'm busy in the kitchen and I'm not in flow, things are breaking or burning. But if yeah. I'm in flow, I might be cooking and I might be flipping and I might be opening a drawer and running the tap. Da, 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 so I can find that level of flow and ease and, and um, anything from simple to complicated tasks and actions.
0: It sounds like it really cultivates that whole mind-body awareness. And I could see yeah. how it would actually be very useful for injury prevention and even people in recovery post injuries. As you said, mm. you break down each of the move and you get to really concentrate on how the body is functioning. So, mm, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and a simple premise would be, and this is a quote from uh, Anthony Robbins, the, the big name stage enthusiast, Anthony Robbins, that the better you use your body, the better your brain is going to work. And that's the essence of what Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais uses. He used movement to teach people how to think and how to live and how to feel themselves. Mm. Feldenkrais found that simply by working on a kinesthetic level, you can improve your self-image, your state, and the overall functioning of your brain. So, mm. so there's, a, there's an idea of all of that, that mindfulness, that, um, and, and mindfulness doesn't come with more effort. Mindfulness generally comes back with a little bit of slowness, a little bit, little internal sensory based, what am I doing right in this moment, in this present?
0: so how does it help with pelvic floor health um, specifically what kind of movements or things do you do to help with the pelvic floor health
1: this is this is great this is just awesome because as as everybody knows that the pelvic floors aren't like biceps you know you can't contract it and see it and feel it you don't pick up anything with it it's not They're, they're such sensitive refined muscles and they're they're in, uh, there are many, the multi layered, so they're internal as well as some external muscles. And there's the, the complex series of what's called ring muscles, which are around the orifice. So uh, females have three orifices, men have two. And, and a, a, another example of, our, of, of ring muscles or orifices are, are, are facial orifices. So our eyes, you know, our mouth is a ring muscle. Um, the musculature circle around our eyes that squeeze our eyes or blink. So the control of these very refined muscles are more, are voluntary. And I think when muscles as refined as and gentle as the pelvic floor are, they can become habituated and we can think that they're involuntary muscles or they just happen. We don't actually have to ask something to change. They either do it or they don't do it and we lose the idea that we have voluntary control over very gentle, refined muscles, just like pursing the lips to, to close these ring muscles or winking an eye, um, we can find this idea of uh, slowly and carefully isolating the, the, the sphincter muscles around each of the orifice in our, in our lower pelvic floor. So the, the process of course is involves to do it slow, to do it without stress, and to have a gentle experience of, what do you know how you do it? Um, what, what can happen with a lot of people is the, the traditional introduction of the Kegel exercise. Let's just squeeze and tighten everything. And that has a certain amount of value if you already have an understanding of how to find your pelvic floor muscles. If for all kinds of reasons, and uh, you don't really know how to f- discover and isolate them. We have to begin with sort of reducing the effort and the strain, reducing the idea that more strength is what that area needs. It, it might actually needs more wisdom in its health. It might need more ability to know when can you release and let go, and when does it need to actually close in the orifice in different uh, in different orifices. So. As I was explaining in a a class where one movement might be broken down and deconstructed. So we, we explore that. In a workshop, it would be auditory. It would be noticing a guided process about the feeling of what tightens, what else tightens when you are invited to draw up the pelvic floor for a traditional Kegel exercise. And you might realize belly's tightened or the breath has restricted or, there's tension in the back or the buttock muscles. And we start to guide everybody through a process of what's it like to to disengage those large strong muscles that we feel so easily, buttock muscles that squeeze or or gut muscles that clench. And when we sort of unpack that extra work and then slowly build in how do you make, a gentle connection of these ring muscles. And for some people, um, the, the injury, the strain, the uh, either damage or pain or the history associated with the experience of, of this very personal part of their body is so strong that it's quite likely been blurred in their, their brain, the, the, the representation in their brain So the the process helps them find and isolate and clarify what needs, what particular muscles can be organized to engage as opposed to just strengthen and pull. Can you choose to engage a little bit and let go? Can you choose to shift weight process, have your whole body involved with less stress? So it's, um, it's a journey it's it's you know when when you take on a, a workshop quite often it's a it's a very large amount of information that you have to deliver very gently and thoroughly before you get to the big picture at the mm-hmm. end
0: yeah so, so does the Feldenkrais method um sort of I guess see uh, past traumas um being like Body parts being affected by past traumas—is that what sort of?
1: Oh, oh, there's a there's sort of a question the there? there. Yeah, yeah. The um, the famous book, "The Body Keeps the Score." You know, the yeah, trauma yeah, yeah. trauma is trauma is a is a major major contributor to poor function in ourself. Yeah. So or, or disrupted function or disrupted uh, self regulation, and and acknowledging this wholeness. Um, Moshe talked about that each thing we do called movement invites thinking, feeling, sensing, and an action. And that creates the movement and that you can't have one separate from the other. However, in a very modern, fast-paced world or a world that is not going to support you to acknowledge trauma or healing, we might just stash feeling aside. We might just stash the thought, the memory, to the side, and let's just do this thing. Let's just do this action, mm-hmm. and let's just make it work. And so we we yeah. can often disengage, um, and that's that's um, it's a very relevant part of of working with an individual, be it the pelvic floor or a, a, another traumatic injury in their body, that they've they've been they've been partitioned and separated and isolated. How can we find all of ourselves? Whether it's a thought process, an emotional process, a sensing, a memory, and 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 build more integration into the outcomes.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And so, what kind of clients uh, do you get for the pelvic floor um, classes? So, so, are you because when I think pelvic floor, you kind of think uh, post-birth women, but uh, yep. maybe not necessarily. Do you, what sort of clients do you? Well. A, broad,
1: a very very broad range we our workshops that we've run in the past have um we've had uh, quite young women mm-hmm. um and they might be experiencing unusual pelvic pain and and they're looking for a sense of comfort and release there's um all ages so they're post-birth there could be birth preparation um there could be uh early menopause there could be uh, a situation of um, prolapse or um, uh, internal stresses that need an understanding of support yeah. um, in fact um, I've had uh, workshops where I've held it for both men and women yeah. and the, there's also this idea that the pelvic floor is the base of a supportive structure called our trunk mm. so the engagement and the understanding of the pelvic floor, how it supports the lower belly, how does it support the position of the pelvis that supports the rest of the trunk. So there's a, when we offer the workshop, it's, um we we offer something about acknowledging the whole cylinder, acknowledging the breath and acknowledging the supportive function of the pelvic floor in all of that activity. Mm. And, And then isolating, well, what if you want to strengthen the pelvic floor what if you want to engage more sensory activity there and we go a little bit deeper and a little bit slower but
0: um yeah yeah like how you uh, draw the connection between the pelvic floor sort of being the that's what helps the strength of our whole structure because i suppose when we look at it from the the base that root chakra level as well um that's our sort of that chakra represents all of our basic needs and safety being met and our support. Like if we feel supported in our life or whatnot. So I guess when you're saying that you work deeper, just beyond the physical functioning of the pelvic floor muscles, Mm -hmm. that it would really help to activate and to nourish that sort of root chakra as well.
1: Oh, I would think so. I I, am. I totally acknowledge the, um, the the chakras, although I'll have to confess, I am not, as informed about uh, presenting that information. But I love it when people bring that forward um, for us to understand that there's, it is an, I do totally relate that it's an energy center. It's a powerful Mm. energy energy center and it's part of the whole process. It's it's not a standalone experience. Mm,
0: Absolutely. And just on the physical front, um, you did mention prolapse. So has this method been um, shown to help prolapse?
1: Does it oh uh, yeah yeah there's an interesting story I um, early in my Feldenkrais training which I completed my four-year training program back in 19 June of 1993 mm-hmm. and um, um, when I was pregnant with our first child at that time so that was kind of an exciting thing mm-hmm. but um, just prior to my my uh, completion of that training one of our senior colleagues um, sort of, made a, a little bit of a, a um well she she developed one of the first and delivered one of the first pelvic floor workshops w- based on the feldenkrais method and her history was prolapse her history was she had a, a uterine prolapse and she did not want the surgery she didn't want the ring but and she knew enough about this work and and um She knew enough about her body that when I'm going to work on this, I'm going to have some self-acknowledgement here. So she worked with another colleague who happened to have been a a physio and um, who did a lot of um, birth preparation. And and this particular colleague and um, physio was also pregnant. So the two of them developed one of the first programs here in Australia, 1992, 1993. Um, And they were Queenslanders. They're lovely ladies. They both retired now, but they... um, And and they just rather quaintly called it um, from prolapse to pelvic power. And they they went around the country delivering it. And then we went through a kind of a train the trainer process. So Mm -hmm. I did their workshops and then I went to the training program with them. And they, at that time, I, I don't have it on hand right now, but yes, there is research documented work based on the fact of clear, concise pelvic floor exercises. Do help support prolapse, incontinence, transitioned states of your womb and your um, the, the whether my story, which is kind of funny, is um, I had a hard time getting pregnant until I started doing the pelvic floor workshops, and I'm, I'm quite certain it tilted my uterus in the appropriate position to conceive because. Um, it, it, nothing else was working at the time yeah. Yeah. so um, so th- this muscular organization this internal thing and like I said I said we can't see it we don't see it lifting weights we don't see it changing we, we have to nurture the, the very deep inner senses of ourselves and go oh I'm like I'm, I'm sitting differently in my chair my pelvis is acting more supportive there's there's a more lively sense of engagement of my trunk when i breathe or when i lift myself or when i do something active like bend over um or or there's a there's a confidence i have if i was to bend over and cough or if i was to jump on a trampoline and laugh all these incidental experiences that could actually put strain on the pelvic floor and and create um mild incontinence or uh, of that nature yeah
0: and you did mention earlier on that it is useful with pelvic pain so I was just wondering if you've had any experience with women who suffer from endometriosis or PCOS and if the Feldenkrais method has been useful for those ladies?
1: I um, I think so, I think most definitely um, and so much is that and it's very difficult if they're in the midst of of a really difficult, painful situation, um, it's hard to take that gentle, soft inner journey. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah. if they have the, if they start learning the skills when the body is not in the reactive, I mean, you know, pain is just a miserable teacher. It's it's yes. just a tough, tough teacher. Yeah. So, trying to take on a new experience in the midst of pain is kind of beyond what our nervous systems can can cope with so one of the invitations we make through all of our programs is we have to down regulate we have to get in a more nurtured place of comfort and it, you have to really get to know yourself that way am i more comfortable lying down on my back on my side do i like my legs long do i like my knees bent what is do i need a cushion nurture the place of comfort where you can be quiet and and sedate so that your attention can follow your inner journey and the experience. And when we can create that environment, um, an individual can then find, oh, contractive skills that may or may not help. Relaxing skills, is something too tight? Is there a way to soften my breath, soften the other large muscle groups from the belly to the buttock to the thigh muscles that might just support of uh, a sense of relaxation in those inner deep muscles that create the pain during endometriosis and PCOS. Mm, what is it? The polycystic ovary syndrome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like it is very holistic and encompassing of all of the different aspects. So it does sound uh, it's a very interesting and method. So I'm yeah. really grateful yeah. that you come on and um, share this with all of us today. Really appreciate your time explaining. Like I mentioned, I hadn't heard of it prior to liaising with you. So oh, okay, definitely okay. learned something new, which is awesome, which is really great.
1: Well, I run classes on the Gold Coast. I have a regular morning class uh, in Labrador and I also run Zoom classes. And okay. then I, I have a clinic space in Labrador. So I see people one-to-one. Yeah. Um, and um, expanding upon um, workshops and such, um, This year, COVID didn't allow so much workshops and these things are really generally most indulgence when they're in person. So uh, we'll be offering more workshops next year and there will be a um, a lovely series, the pelvic floor series, uh, beginning with um, something called your breath, your core and your pelvic floor. So that it it really helps people understand the, the unity of connection of the whole self. And then each of those will have another um, private workshop, the whole workshop with the breath, the whole workshop with understanding a dynamic mobile core, and then a whole detailed workshop on the felt floor. So, yeah,
0: we're that looking forward amazing. to that. That sounds yeah. like a really good course. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Probably Feldenkrais, it is, it spies a little bit under the radar because it doesn't sit in a notch anymore. It's not. Um, mm. It's not sort of, it's not yoga, it's not Tai Chi, it's a mindfulness, it's a movement thing. Have you heard of the Alexander Technique by chance?
0: No, I have not. That
1: would be a really close relationship. It's a a movement program that usually theatrical people like to use, the Alexander Technique, because there's something about the elevation of the head and the relaxing Mm -hmm. of the jaw and the lowering of the breath. but it's the it's a Feldenkrais falls into the somatic approach so it's a very yeah. embodied um experience yeah
0: yeah because when I'm, I'm hearing you um speak on it I'm sort of drawing connections between uh, some parts of yoga some parts of pranayama some parts of pilates there's a lot of sort of pilates method underlining there as well mm. and as you said tai chi so it's um yeah, definitely sounds like it could be very useful for some people. And for those listeners who are wondering if this is the right method for them, what would you say to them? Or who are the people that you think your, um, was it breath? What did you say? Breath, your breath,
1: your core, your, your, pelvic, core floor. And your
0: pelvic floor. Um, yeah. That kind of program would be most suitable for?
1: Um, Gosh, it's... It, it. <laughs> almost anybody like i said i've delivered the workshop to men and women Mm -hmm. um but if the the first particularly the first workshop that one under that title um anybody who's really curious about growing their sensory receptive activities their 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 approach of um bringing mind body um together um and i think this is where the, the origin of the word somatic came from is that Mind body still is two words, and people can actually still think mind body mm. somatic is one word that says that encompasses that. So it's an approach where we the, the body is the mind, the mind is the body, and we, we incorporate the wholeness of it. So the many, many, many people can benefit. However, it, the, the ones who probably get excited about it are the ones who are already sort of a little bit curious about well being and what they can do to um, To find an optimized self in whatever they do.
0: Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and coming on and speaking about the Feldenkrais method. It has been very interesting. Like I said, I've definitely learned something new today so great great your time and you said you've got classes on the gold coast and you also do them over zoom which is fantastic Mm. so could you please share with us where we can find you on social media websites and all that
1: sure sure my um my facebook business page is called the body moves and i use w slash feldenkrais so the body moves with feldenkrais um, and that's where I'll, I'll put just a collection of things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a social media genius. <laughs> but, so I put a few things up there. I answer to all the messages. Um, I, my public page, my personal page, Donna Rose, also says Feldenkrais. And, I, and I, because that, that's my passion, um, I, I respond to a lot of people there about my classes. Um, my business website is thebodymoves.com.au email can be hello at mm-hmm. and probably through any one of those websites or social media pages you, you can find my number um, I'll answer the messenger um, I, I won't be publicly shy
0: <laughs> but that's,
1: yeah that's a good way to, to get in touch the, um, the, there's also um, a guild we have a professional guild website in Australia and you can find at, at feldenkrais.org.au. Mm-hmm. And you'll, the, there'll be articles, there'll be links, there'll be practitioner profiles. There's um, several people on the Gold Coast that are practicing as Feldenkrais practitioners. Um, there's a lot of modalities that have kind of overlapped from physiotherapy to occupational therapy to um, yoga teachers. Um, somewhere in Northern New South Wales to the Gold Coast, There's there's, there's a few of us out here, but if anybody's interested, please reach out. I can happily connect you with almost anybody in Southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well,
1: you're welcome. It was a real delight to to join you. And I hope I get to meet somebody who's been watching this, anybody who's listening to the replay. so
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners as well. Um, You know, I will put the um, those links in the show notes. So you can easily just click straight through to Donna Rose from the show notes. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. And namaste.
1: Namaste. Love to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.
0: If you missed the intro and jumped straight into the episode, don't forget that my six-month Ayurveda Alchemist program is open for enrollment. This program certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. It consists of 10 live lectures, fortnightly additional live Q&A support to keep you going, daily support inside the VIP Facebook community, two guest experts to help enhance your learning and help position your new business for success, and so much more. This is all delivered through an online portal which can be downloaded as an app so that you can take this course with you wherever you go. My rose gold VIPs will also get a 30-minute coaching call with myself. Spots are limited and we start on the 26th of August. To grab your spot today, head to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. I can't wait to welcome you to Ayurveda Alchemist. Hi, beautiful people. I wanted to share a really personal story about myself and my background of how my embarrassment and lack of confidence helped me to really heal my own body but also help others live their most inspiring and healthy life. So as most of you are aware, I'm a registered nurse and have been for the last 15 years. So I've been helping people heal and I have been teaching them and educating themselves about their body and their health. I'm also a personal trainer, a Pilates instructor and yoga teacher. So I spend a lot of my time on stage with a lot of eyes on me. And... Although I have, have always eaten really well, I've always been into health and wellness, I've exercised my whole life, I suffered in silence with IBS, so that's irritable bowel syndrome and linky gut, for many years. And some of the symptoms were belly bloating, was gas, was burping, was pain through my belly, cramping. And really uncomfortable, uncomfortable symptoms. It also um, led to a lot of fluid retention and weight gain. So I felt really uncomfortable getting up in front of everyone as a quote unquote health professional and fitness instructor at this time my confidence fell to an all-time low i tried diet after diet i was on the search for that magic bullet that would finally work i was eating less counting calories exercising more and harder you name it i tried it but all the while i was suffering on these diets i was hungry i was deprived and i was moody my hormones were were wreaking havoc on me and my belly was not improving even on all of the diets because i know now i was eating the wrong things i even tried a juice diet seriously what the f i know it is the worst diet for a vata imbalanced person which i was but at that stage i didn't understand this So maybe you can relate and know how defeating this is. When your belly's constantly bloated, you look 20 weeks pregnant, you suffer with cramping, leaky gut, IBS, and despite the numerous visits to the doctor, gastroenterologist, and dietitian, nothing or none of the symptoms seemed to subside until I took a step back and took charge of my life, my emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. At my lowest point, I felt like a fraud, embarrassed, frustrated and hated wearing my activewear, which I lived in. I hated getting on stage in front of others who were looking to me for guidance. So I decided that there had to be a better way. I made it my life's work to study the real science about life, Ayurveda, my body, food and nutrition and learn why I was struggling for so many years. And I learned how to heal my metabolism so I could not only lose the weight that I had put on but also keep it off for good and to really minimize the IBS symptoms I was suffering. I finally felt freedom with food and my body and learned how to eat and take care of myself that felt nurturing rather than punishment, which led me to some pretty incredible results. So my passion now is to help others live a more balanced and inspired life using a method I know works and dates back more than 5,000 years ago. And that method is Ayurveda and integrated health. It is the science of life. I created the Ayurvedic Mind Body Cleanse Protocol which is a 12-week cleanse to detoxify your mind and your body because Ayurveda understands that the mind and the body are intricately connected. Ayurveda shares ancient wisdom that has been proven to achieve a healthy balanced mind body and life. In my mind body reset cleanse program you will have It's specifically designed for you at your initial consultation, incorporating the protocol. The cleanse will consist of preparing the body, releasing and eliminating impurities and toxins, and rejuvenating the tissues. In Ayurveda, we say the DATUs. You will be supported throughout the process with one-on-one consultations with myself and Ayurvedic treatments such as lymphatic drainage massages. You will not only gain so much knowledge and insight about yourself, about your body, your mind and Ayurveda, but you will go on to live your most healthiest and inspired life. This cleanse will give you the tools that you will be able to use right throughout your whole life. So if this sounds something that you are interested in, if you suffer with leaky gut, IBS, bloating, weight gain, fluid retention, imbalanced hormones, skin that breaks out, mood changes, rapid mood changes, then please let me help you. Come and see me in my Ayurvedic and integrative health clinic. You can book an initial consultation online with me Or if you wish, we can even tee up a free discovery call to see if this program is right for you. Namaste.